Vinny, you've been somebody who has uh, always come with a very open eye. And uh, you and I can agree on things. We can disagree on things. You do a spectacular job on this radio show of um, of giving perspective for the listeners. And uh, I think it's just important that all the stories get told, not just some of the stories. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Just about 8.12 here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Great to have you along with us on this Monday morning. Tomorrow in Washington, D.C., Jewish Federations of North America will rally in D.C. on the National Mall. Milwaukee and Wisconsin will be well represented. President and CEO of the Harry and Rose Sampson Family Jewish Community Center, Mark Shapiro, in studio with us early this morning to preview the Milwaukee delegation that will be leaving for D.C. early tomorrow. Also, I announced earlier that I will be on assignment in D.C. covering those events through the day with live reports on WTMJ. We'll talk about that here in a minute first, Mark, but uh, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so let's let's talk about what this event is. Now, we were just talking because I'm seeing a lot of the social media coverage and it's being hashtagged March for Israel. You were reporting there will be no marching. No marching. You know, it's uh, social media is such a good thing. Right. It, it gets everything right every time. No, <laughs> yes, uh, of course. Uh, all those hashtags. Uh, actually, um, it, it's a security issue. Um, I think that the idea of trying to uh, be able to secure 250,000 people while they're walking somewhere, probably pretty unlikely. It's going to be a heavily secured space on the mall. So I, I, obviously, neither here nor there. It's It's a rally. And let's talk about what the message is. That, that you and the Milwaukee delegation uh, hope to send by participating in this? It's uh, Ju- the Jewish world is a global Jewish world. And the idea of being able to come together to share some pretty straightforward messages, primarily right now the conversations about releasing these hostages, uh, it's one of the most complex political issues in the world. And in certain ways, there's also the morality Seems really simple, yet people have different definitions of what is the morality of it. And so I think the message that's trying to get out there is that uh, Israel has the right to exist. It has the right to defend itself and that there are people standing up for Israel. Right. Most of these most of the rallies that are out there are against something. And uh, what the Jewish community is trying to do is to focus on what the Jewish community is standing for, standing for Israel for the release of the hostages, and I think that there is power in numbers. And when you think about it, uh, when the the Jewish population in the United States is 2.4% of the population, uh, you're talking about 0.4% of the world's population, uh, there is a need to come together to get voices heard. Let's talk about the hostages. At this moment, more than 200 hostages known to be held by Hamas, uh, among them several Americans. Are there families here locally who are directly affected by this? I mean, I know everyone is tangentially affected. Yeah. I don't. As far as we know, there's nobody okay. who is here who has a family member, okay. first, you know, first level family member. Um, I know somebody who has one of their children who is a hostage. There are so many secondary level uh, connections. Uh, there's a not it, there's a feeling and a saying that's often out there, which is, well, do you have any family that's been affected by this? And the answer is always yes, a couple million. Uh, and, and it is, it's this, it, it, Judaism has this sense of there's the Jewish religion, there's the Jewish culture, there's the Jewish people, there's the Jewish foods, there's a Jewish state. 
There's no other religion where you would turn to the Catholics and say, well, you know, your family in Vatican City. It, it isn't a hub that way. And, uh, and so I think at times people have a, a difficult time connecting. Why is a Jewish community in Milwaukee so impacted by what's happening in Israel? Talking with Mark Shapiro, he is president and CEO of the JCC here in Milwaukee. So this is all going on, Mark, as Israel continues its military response to the October 7th attacks. The images are terrifying that people are seeing every day on cable news and even here locally. Thousands have been killed. Hospitals are running out of water. They're running out of medicine. Palestinian supporters around the world are marching in large numbers as well. How do you wrestle with this humanitarian toll Hmm. and yet also continue to support Israel? Yeah, you you and I have talked about this a little bit. Right from the start, uh, there is a need to recognize that Hamas is a terrorist organization that has become the ruling political party of a area called Gaza, where the Palestinian people live. And Israel is waging war against Hamas. It is not necessarily waging war against Gaza or the Palestinian people. And as a human being, my heart is torn apart with the idea that there are people who are under a terrorist rule and are suffering the greatest consequences for the fact that their government does not care about them enough to either just return the hostages or spend one dollar on defending their land and their people. My heart breaks for that point. Um, The division that happens in the world is almost directed right at that point is the belief that Israel has done all these terrible things and therefore deserves the response from Hamas. Uh, Yet if Israel doesn't defend itself and what defending itself means, it's an ongoing battle. That doesn't mean that the people who are supporting Israel don't have a tremendous amount of heartbreak for all the lives that have been lost. I think of American politics. We disagree on everything. Absolutely, fifty-one forty-nine. Seven sides to everything, or this side or that side, whatever. Is there disagreement within the Jewish community about Israel's official response and how it goes about that? And then, and then, how do you, how did Jews air that? A disagreement in the Jewish world? What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, A disagreement in any organized religious group? Of course, there is, and uh, it is uh, at times can be overwhelming. Uh, When I was younger, uh, the idea of supporting Israel uh, was absolute. And when I was younger, anti-Semitism was the great convener of Jewish community. It's a bit more complex now. Um, A a liberal group of uh, people who are Jewish who see Israel in a different light and therefore are not supporting Israel right now. Yes, there's a division. Uh, What does it do? It it makes it really difficult to uh, recognize that I mean, think about it. We live in a country where what if this was Canada and the rockets had been shot into the Nicolay National Forest up in Eagle River in the middle of the summer and some boats came across Lake Superior, grabbed 240 hostages and then took them back to Canada? How long would the United States wait to respond to that? And uh, we know the answer, right? I mean, we waged a 20-year war in Afghanistan when something even remotely close to that happened for one day. So it's hard um, to to be the judge and jury of what happens in another land. And uh, none of what I'm saying is anything but a perspective, which is what makes it so hard. So 
all of this, uh, we mentioned some of the rallies, pro-Palestinian rallies. Not all of them are the same, but there is a tremendous rise in anti-Semitism in attacks on Jewish people here in America and across the world. You have uh, younger daughters, college age or just thereafter, and they are around college campuses. Yeah, they work and, at the Hillel, which is the like the Jewish organization on college campuses. This is where it's taken an ugliest turn of all. Yeah, what's um, life been like for them? Um, what are they feeling? What are they seeing? Uh, some of it is uh, they're they're strong and resolute about their point, and some of it is at fear. Um, I can tell you, we spend a lot of nights of a week on the phone. Uh, talking through what it's like to be that age and to see that kind of hate. Uh, and it is. It's not just protests. It's some violence. It's uh, defacing property. It is. Um, and, and a direct hate without any real reason to understand why you specifically hate me enough to do this. I, so many people have never met me. And, uh, and they just, for absolutely no other reason than this, they hate me. And that's a really tough thing to live with sometimes. It has to frustrate you because even scholars disagree on various timelines in history or what happens or who has claimed to this or to that. There's a tremendous amount of ignorance among folks whose you know, idea of history goes back about seven minutes. And then you want to talk about what's happened over thousands of years in this region. Right. I mean, you know, it's like trying to make the equation. And my daughters were teaching me actually about this this weekend that a lot of the younger um, uh, set, the early 20s, are very liberally behind the idea that the United States, we stole land from the Native Americans. And the kind of this equation between the two, but from a timing point of view, you're talking about thousands of years versus hundreds of years old. Not that one makes anything better than the other, but we're also talking about the perception of a deed of land from a document written thousands of years ago that only say the words in your land. And I, I think that it's such a it's not interesting. It's terrifying that we're living in a world where we are basing life and death decisions on documents written thousands of years ago without any specificity. No one has a deed to land and it's mind boggling. Mark Shapiro is the president and CEO of the JCC here in Milwaukee. He'll be among the leaders for the delegation from Southeast Wisconsin that will attend this rally on the Washington Mall tomorrow. Uh, as I mentioned, I will be attending, and you and I have talked through, and I appreciate your invitation. You called it a press corps seat mm-hmm. on the plane. And um, just informing everyone who listens, uh, I'll be live hopefully through the day, depending on what time we're wheels up, wheels down, things like that and logistics. But I want to report on on what I see and what is happening uh, on the mall and to just inform you all directly. Mark here and, and the invitation is was extended with no other expectations or strings attached. None. Uh, I think that, uh, Vinny, you've been somebody who has uh, always come with a very open eye. And uh, you and I can agree on things. We can disagree on things. You do a spectacular job on this radio show of um, of giving perspective for the listeners. And uh, I think it's just important that all the stories get told, not just some of the stories. And when you asked me, what if I don't see eye to eye, or what if uh, what if I run the risk of the Jewish community being mad at me, or you know, well, not I want to ask right. I want to ask the questions that that maybe I can ask you because you know me well, but maybe others might be. Where's this guy coming from? Yeah, and and I think that what you're going to find as a surprise is that uh, no question is a surprise at this point. When you have spent the bulk of your life um, as a 
it's a it's a trap in certain ways. I, I was about to call the Jewish people a minority by being only two point four percent of the population in the United States. By the way, that's a major minority. That's a weird word. Uh, it's a minority, a, a substantial minority. Um, and uh, being questioned or challenged has been my entire life. So, I, and and uh, you can easily tell the difference between someone who is asking questions for people to learn and understand versus somebody who is uh, taking a statement of judgment and putting a question mark at the end of it as if they are actually interested in the answer. You've been involved, last thing for you here, you've taken day trips to Israel, you've taken flown people in to that country, you've, d- you've done a number of things with other Jews and, and led these types of delegations. What types of emotions do you expect uh, from, from the folks here in southeast Wisconsin? Yeah, and, and one of the fascinating things about the JCC is the staff trips that we've taken to Israel have been Jewish and non-Jewish. Mm-hmm. So it's been the ability to be able to see how Israel is a hub of religion for all three of the Abrahamic faiths. It makes sense that there is some hyper challenge over that space. What do I expect to see? I expect uh, to see solidarity. I expect to see people with great pride. Um, And sadly, because of the world we live in, I also expect to see people with a certain amount of trepidation and fear over their safety and security of simply just going to the mall to try and share their feelings the same way other groups do. Uh, But other groups are probably not spending seven and a half million dollars on additional security like the Jewish federations of North America are spending. Mark Shapiro, president and CEO of the JCC here in Milwaukee. I will see you at Milwaukee Mitchell International early tomorrow morning. Very early. See you then. 824 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Just about 830 here on Wisconsin's Morning News now. Got to lighten things up a little bit. Heavy interview, but real important. Appreciate the JCC's Mark Shapiro being with us live this morning. Something uh, out of Charlie Barron's Manitowoc Minute. Crime and all Friday. Welcome to the Manitowoc Minute. Let's get these headlines done real quick ones. Real quick ones, Adam. Bull on the loose. This from the Dodge County Sheriff's Office on the official Facebook page. Here's the headline, quote, We are aware that there is a loose bull. Please stop <laughs> filling up the Dodge County Sheriff's Office phone lines. We are aware. Yeah, Sheriff's Office reports. Actually, you could fill the phone lines if you see the bull because they're looking for reports. It escaped from the Milwaukee Stockner, Stockyards, which is near Reeseville, which is Prittner, Columbus or that area of Dodge County. Uh, This is direct from the statement. The bull was described as, quote, dangerous and not friendly. As opposed to the fluffy, cute, cuddly bulls over up in Beaver Dam out there. Other kinds of bulls that are really nice? I don't know. Uh, Residents, hunters, those driving through the area, especially driving at night, should use caution when in the general area. I went through all the comments. Many of them are rather funny. Folks asking for updates, though. Nothing official from the sheriff's office on the Facebook page. No sightings either as I scan the comments. I did call dispatch this morning, and you hate to bother over trivial stuff. It was the non-emergency line. Hmm. I talked to a very friendly dispatcher. I'm like, hey, it's Vincent WTMJ. You guys still looking for the bull? (laughs) And she did chuckle. She said, as far as I know, we are. Apparently, this isn't the only animal on the loose story in our fair state today. From the 414 earlier this morning, Mineral Point chasing after a lost emu. So yeah. what is in the water right now? I think if you're going to encounter one or the other, though, I'd take the emu. Yes. Right. You, could, uh, you can ride an emu. I would not try to ride a bull. This also, the sheriff's office posted, said, we've been asked to euthanize the animal if it is located due to the threat it would pose to people. I'm guessing since it was at the stockyards, probably that <laughs> was going to happen anyway. Uh, 
just doing our work for us. Yeah, help out Sheriff Dale Schmidt out there at Dodge County. If you see the bull, give him a call. Let's keep her moving. returns to action now that the actors and writers strikes are both resolved but while the business of making movies is back to normal on milwaukee's matt miller tells wisconsin's weekend morning news audiences will still feel disruptions from the months-long strikes next year's movie schedule looks really light right now miller says the big budget blockbusters will be affected the most including a disruption to a near constant presence at the theater marvel moved a bunch of their movies around and there's only one marvel movie looking like it's coming out next year which is i believe the first time there's only one marvel movie in a year and in Years. Wyatt Farmer Pooley, WTMJ News. And a disappointing, speaking of Marvel, Wyatt, disappointing weekend for the Marvels. Open to 47 million. That's 100 million less than the last Marvel movie in 2019. Oof. I think we're finally tapped out of that, I think. Are we? Is this the one with are. like the multiple heroes and what? I'm not. Uh, Neither of us well are versed in, in this. So. Yes, well versed in the Marvel universe. Neither am I. Uh, no, that's just disappointing. I, it was a disappointing weekend overall, I think, at the box office. It's you know kind of getting right before the holiday season. It'll ramp up as we get closer to Christmas. Disappointing weekend in a lot of ways. We're going to smile yeah. and laugh in a moment. We've got Dobie Maxwell, local comic here, talking about 40 years in the business and his upcoming show. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Thanks. 843 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Local comics celebrating 40 years in the game. Got a big show coming up here in Milwaukee next week. Uh, Dobie Maxwell, everybody. Dobie Maxwell. My entire life can be summed up in three simple words. Worst case scenario. <laughs> Friend of the program, Dobie Maxwell, live with us in studio this morning. Morning. Dude, I appreciate you getting up. You woke up in the UP today. I did. I was in the UP doing a show last night at the Island Casino and uh, for fives of people on a Sunday night. And, it's like, <laughs> and the Packers lost. There's, there's two fans. There's Lions fans and there's Packer fans up there. So the Packers lost in heartbreaking fashion and the Lions won. So I had to get that rubbed in my face and do the extra time. And then it was an episode of Smokey and the Bandit getting here this morning. But that's how it's been <laughs> for 40 years. And we, I appreciate you. We could have pushed it. You could have spent no. the nice morning. Had a nice breakfast there. I the wanted UP. to get out. Actually, there's very nice people up there. We had a good time, but it's been a whole time. Actually, comedians aren't comedians. We're travelers. We have to get to the regular place. Normal people drive 30 to 45 minutes to work an 8 to 10 hour shift. We drive 8 to 10 hours to work a 30 to 45 minute <laughs> That's shift. That's a good set, right? That's the way it is, yeah. I had somebody in acting who told me once, I get paid to wait. Sure. The acting I do for free. Yeah. Right? You're 15 minutes, you're 20 minutes, you're 30 or an hour, whatever. Yeah. That, that you love. It fills you up. If I only knew. I mean, I, I, 40 years ago tomorrow, November 14th, 1983, I started in comedy at a place called Sardino's on Farwell. Sardino's. Sardino's. Yeah, how do they like you I, over there? I could plug it. Well, I didn't get whacked, so I did okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things I saw. I, I was a baseball player. I had to try it with the Kansas City Royals at that summer. And I didn't make it. I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do now? So in the accent section of the Milwaukee Journal, I saw stand-up comedy, Sardino's on Farwell, Monday night. So in my mind, I'm thinking, there's going to be three or 4,000 people there. It's going to be great. And I'm going to, I show up, six people there. I thought, this can't be right. I went back into my car, look at, yes, six people. I walk in there. The show had started. We got six of Milwaukee's funniest comedians. I was the only one in there that wasn't a comedian, including the bartender. And I started, and it was open mic night, and I was absolutely horrible. Did, and you I, didn't kill? Didn't kill, didn't wound, <laughs> didn't uh, crush. 
didn't, uh, yeah, nothing. And it's just a very hard thing to do. And Arnold Schwarzenegger said when he first picked up a barbell the first time, he said, that's what I want to do. And the first time I got on stage, I was eating it, and I got an ad lib. I made, there was about 30 people by the end of the show, and I got up. I didn't expect to get up. They said, well, it's open mic night. Anybody can get up. I thought, well, I can do that. These guys are terrible. And I saw how hard it was. It's like, it looks easy. And there was some guy putting the make on a woman, and I said, hey, this guy's got better hands than James Lofton. And it got a laugh. <laughs> and that's the first. That's deep cut. Yeah, that's and the, a comic was born. Oh, right, that's it. It's a, it's a shot of heroin. Everyone will tell you the heroin addicts say that's the first shot is the, the killer, and then they try to spend the rest of your addiction catching up. I spent 40 years trying to get that first laugh. I mean, the, the first uh, uh, the high. It's it's intoxicating, and it's fun, and it's uh, it's been a long ride. Man, but you've had a really successful career. I mean, I know you've been on national TV. Yep. You've played big places. Vegas, Cudahy, Scrivets. <laughs> Las Vegas, Las the Strip, Crivets, Big Crivet Show, National TV. Yes, I, was, I played in the majors, but I, did, I didn't. You know, to be a star is one thing. Playing the majors is hard enough. To be a star is something else. But I lasted, and uh, that building that we're going to be in Shank Hall is a big show coming up uh, uh, November twenty second. It's the th- Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. Tell me about the show. Used to be Teddy's it was a rock club. That's the first place I ever got paid. It was ten minutes for ten ten dollars for ten minutes. I was absolutely horrible again. That was about a year later. <laughs> yeah, but you got your ten. Bucks. I got my ten bucks. I offered to give it back later. They didn't want it, and then it was a, a place called. The Funny Bone, which is a national chain. Okay, so the sure. Funny Bone worked with people like Drew Carey, Robin Williams came through there, Robert Schimmel, Judy Tenuta, a lot of big famous people. And I worked my way up and went on the road and became one of them. So this is going to be a 40-year anniversary. What are those times when I didn't know? And it was a special benefit show, too. Can we talk about Mr. Boots? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would like to. So is it... Okay, t- first tell us who Mr. Boots is. Mr. Boots is a lovely little dog. It's not even a year old. It's still technically a puppy who is from Mexico and had his back feet cut off on purpose. It's horrible. It's disgusting. The gangsters down there, they te- they like to do that to the dogs, apparently, a lot of dogs, and then they keep the paws like a rabbit's foot for good luck. So the, oh the dogs waddle and walk really cute, and they think it's funny for a while, and they don't realize that it, it hurts the dog for the rest of their life. So I heard about it. I was disgusted when I heard about it. There's a woman I met called Joelle Dursey Dower, adopted a dog named Sadie years ago, Sadie got shot in the head and left for dead in Kentucky. It was a puppy mill puppy. So I did a, a benefit show for Sadie. I became a Sadie supporter. Sadie passed last year, and now Mr. Boots is the new project. And every time I think I have problems, I think, you know what? I have inconveniences. Mr. Boots has problems. He's going to need a prosthetic legs, uh, you know, a feet, and also he's going to uh, need surgeries eventually later. Joelle is a 501c3 legitimate charity. It's not doing out of the trunk of her car. And I figure, you know what? 40 years in the business, I might as well do something good. One thing good with One your thing life, good. So when I'm in hell, I get a little shot glass of <laughs> Dr. Pepper while everybody else is make, roasting. We'll make you a little more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so who else is involved in the show? Who else are we going to see? I mean, you're obviously obviously the headliner. Yeah, there's a guy named Mark Chilibrit who was a local meteorologist and a really good guy. He was there that first night uh, all those years ago, 40 years ago, and he's a, a, a great guy. He's going to do some time. we got some surprise guests. It's going to be like just a fun time. Uh, uh, South Milwaukee High School, St. Francis High School are doing fundraisers for Mr. Boots. It's going to be a get-together. A lot of people... Oh, well, are you from the comedy side? You're from the Mr. Boots side? It's going to be a, just a great time. Peter Jess down there is the owner of Shankall. He's a big animal person. So if you don't think I'm funny, at least you do a good cause. You <laughs> right. can't, can't you, boo a benefit, you can't right? Lose, Come on, you're right? Doing a, yeah, you can can't try. Lose. You can't boo Mr. Boots. Can't boo Mr. Boots. That's a great name, too. It's like, okay, let's it's like you know insult the poor dog, lost his feet. Now let's call him Mr. Boots and insult his name. But it, it's a cute little dog. You can't help but love him. See, now will you use that if things start to go south? Hey! It's listen. It's for the dog. It's for the dog. Right, come on, Bring help out. What's wrong with it's you? It's like Willie Tyler and Lester. Make 
make the dog talk, whatever. And uh, the Packers donated a football from the London game last year. The Brewers donated some stuff, so it's going to have a silent auction, stuff like that. And the suggested donation is 20 bucks, but we're not going to turn anybody down. If you got uh, you know jingling money in your car, ashtray, just come on down and help out. It's going to be a fun time. Hey, speaking of which, uh, can you make us feel a little better today? Because later today, Craig Council of the Brewers, or formerly of the Brewers, is going to be announced as the Cubs' new manager. Oh, that's just He's going to be torture. wearing that little jersey. He's going to have his little Cubs patch on there. Now, you grew up here. I, I yeah. lived in Chicago for 20 years. Would you live down there? I lived there for 20 years. It was a death sentence. I couldn't wait to get out. I think it's one of those places where it's really great town to live in, you know, but for the people. <clears throat> But then also like you gotta, right you got to be rich like if you're yep. if you're super wealthy like great town if you're just like the rest of us like tough to get around is he going to commute or what's he going to do is he going to live down there yeah, I think he's keeping his home up here. Yeah, my guess is like yeah. the home stays the family stays up here he gets a place you know apartment or something like that in Wrigleyville or Wherever. Well, you know what? Hey, be careful what you wish for. You want Chicago? You, they offer <laughs> you five them. and a half million. The Brewers offered them. You can't live on five and a half million in in, in Milwaukee. You got to go down and get eight million. Well, you're going to come out behind right? because the inflate. Right, you're losing money. And they're still the Cubs, and I hope they go zero and one sixty two. And I mean that in a friendly and a customer in service the nicest kind of way. way possible. Yeah, well, right. Of we're, course, we're wearing our Brewer hats in here. Again, the yes, show yeah. is next week. Uh, next week, it's, it's the day before the, the uh, uh, Thanksgiving. It's the anniversary, sixtieth anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. I was a suspect for a while, but I got off. One call, that's all. <laughs> Thanks, David. Doby Maxwell in the house with us this morning. Thanks, my friend. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Eight fifty one on Wisconsin's morning news. Checking in with Debbie here one more time before 9 o'clock. All right. We got southbound on 43, still slowing down from Silver Spring all the way down to Locust. The northbound side is going to be backed up from Fond du Lac up to Keefe. Eastbound is the other issue on uh, eastbound 94, slowing down from just East 76th Street. And it starts to let up by the time you get to about 27th. Everything else seems to be moving along just fine. I'm Debbie Lazaga with your WTMJ Johnson & Sons Paving Time Saver Traffic. Traffic is sponsored by Smart Spaces. Adapt to the modern workplace. SmartSpacesWI.com. How can Smart Spaces transform your business? Creating technology, great culture, spaces that people really want to come to, attract talent, and keep that talent. SmartSpacesWI.com. While you rest on the weekends, we work for you. Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News with Libby Collins. The latest in news. Time to check in with Mark Cass, editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. There's a big need for money in Milwaukee. Entertainment. Matt Miller from OnMilwaukee.com. I've had enough Aaron Rodgers to last me a lifetime. <laughs> and more. We got a busy, busy show today. Every Sunday morning starting at 8 on WTMJ. Vince Vitrano here for Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. So I'm playing golf yesterday and... Thank you, Niznanski. Outstanding weather. I'm playing with guys who are of like age to me. Now, I've had a couple of things done at Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin, a number of other guys that I golf with, same deal. I golf with my buddy Mark, and I'm like, hey, why is there anything wrong with you? He's like, well, I'm not in great shape. <laughs> great like, conversation starter, Vince. No, not fair. Like, why don't you have a, a bad knee or a bad shoulder or a bad something so I can send you to my guys at Ortho Wisconsin? <laughs> Nothing. So we'll work on them. But if there's something that's <laughs> bothering you, absolutely, the group of doctors that I recommend, Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin took care of my torn meniscus, also helped me out after I blew out my hamstring over the summer, and a lot of other folks that I've sent there from varying degrees of severity. But it's one of those things where if, if something's bothering you and you're kind of waiting for it to get better and it's not, no harm in going in to see the specialists at Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. I know a lot of folks think, like, well, I don't want to have surgery. I don't want to be talked in anything. They're not going to do that. 
Find out what it is that you're dealing with. In each scenario that I've dealt with their doctors directly, it was never a case of, okay, when can we schedule your surgery? It started out with, let's find out what's going on. Let's talk about what level of activity you would like to maintain. Let's talk about how this injury is preventing you from doing that. And then you arrive at a course of action. It's Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. Tell them Vinny sent you at orthowisconsin.com. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. High of 61 degrees today under sunny skies. Clear skies tonight, low down to 42. Actually... As Steve Scafidi joins us in the studio, 63 Tuesday, 65 wow. Wednesday, Thursday at 62 for the high. Not well, I'll bad. I'll take it. Not, I mean, not the best hunting weather because I'll be in the woods. Uh, That's right. Deer season's this weekend. Yeah. Oh, a little my... warm, but then, you know, I'll just underdress. Where, whereabouts do you go up there then? Wapaka County. Okay. Little Lovely area called area. Big Falls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My dad up? just has a new house in Michicot. He's really excited to have his own hunting land finally. Nice. I was going to say, yeah, forever. private land? You know somebody up there? Family or? land, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. nice. 160 acres, beautiful Wisconsin land with the river, Little Wolf River running through there. It's gorgeous. We used to go up to Marinette County. We had a place uh, up there in Silver Cliff between mm. Athelstane and Crivets. Look and at us go name dropping all these small Wisconsin communities. It just shows we love our state. We do love our state. You uh, So is hunting real serious for you or are you just up there to be at deer camp? Uh, both somewhere or yeah, somewhere both, in yeah. between, yeah. Because some are both. Some I'm not are like, going to shoot a deer to shoot a deer. I mean, right. if I see something that that's something that's like? wall worthy, I'll probably. Sh- I missed one like three years ago. It was the biggest deer I ever saw. Ah. Still feel bad about that. Um, but I'm going to um, enjoy it, and I I don't I won't miss the really cold weather. It was freezing last opening day last year. So last well, hunting experience I had was now five years ago. Actually, 2018, we were up at the site in a ground blind. Had a deer come by. We were using a uh, bow and arrow. It was bow. But it was during uh, right before the gun season. Hadn't gotten a deer in like 15 years of going out there. Finally took a shot at one. And so we're going to track the deer down. We have a little bit of later of snow and we're looking for blood. And I'm like, where's the blood? I can't find any blood. And my dad and I are looking around. He calls me over and he says, You're not going to believe this. To give you one guess where the arrow went in. Oh, in the antler? Nope. <laughs> Goes, we went right where the sun don't shine. <laughs> <laughs> Internal bleeding took it out. Okay, could never do that, that shot again. That is one again. of the most interesting Boy, shots I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I could I, never repeat that shot again if wow. I wanted to. I can't end this show soon enough. Yeah. WTMJ now is Steve Scafidi is up next.